0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. mobilecom
1: I love this song. Good. Tune. Sometimes we just need a little Billy Joel to remind us to chill out. It has been a very stressful week in the news, locally, globally. It's uh, It's been a challenging week and I love a little uh, Vienna waits for you to help us relax. I put on Billy Joel when I'm cooking Shabbos dinner and getting ready to kind of <sighs> relax. That's what we need today because it's world war, continuing pandemic. Uh, we've had some big cases that have been, verdicts have been announced this week mm-hmm. and um, not the least of, of, of big story. Uh, these racist issues that are happening in our schools it feels like a like a just like a knife every time this happens because i know my kids go to public school here in minnesota and they are sensitive to these issues my kids go to a very diverse school and everybody is more sensitive to racism, to xenophobism, to misogyny, anti-Semitism, name it. They're all much more sensitive to hate. So when we see blatant ex- examples of hate uh, from our students, from our parents, it's just, it's its horrifying. And of course, Paul, what I'm talking about is, you know, these incidents um, in Prior Lake, they have ended their basketball, the girls' basketball season early after a player found a racist note And this, of course, comes the same week that St. Louis Park and Robbinsdale announced they will no longer play against New Prague High School after student athletes and fans there reportedly made racial taunts toward boys hockey and girls basketball players during separate games earlier this month. And um, I'm always surprised, being a naive optimist, that stuff like this still happens. It always is shocking and hurtful, yet... Our racism is right there on display. Sure, I, I I
2: it's so frustrating. Um yes. I I don't believe any of us are born racist. I think as babies we're pure and and we mm-hmm. learn things as we grow up uh from friends, from family. Where does this come from? To me it it's it's almost like a virus. Almost like a mental mm-hmm.
1: virus. Mhm.
2: And and some people are perhaps more prone to catching that virus than others. It's all to me. It's almost a form of mental illness. And my question is, how do you, how do all of us inoculate ourselves uh, from this? So when a friend or a family member or a crazy uncle says something stupid, you confront them. You don't just mm-hmm. ignore them. You say no. Yes. What you just said is not acceptable. It's not right. It's not accurate. And no. And I think for too long, many of us have just maybe, we didn't want to rock the boat. We didn't want to make waves. So let's just let crazy Uncle Ned say his piece at Thanksgiving. Let's ignore him. But I think we're at the point now, as a society, we're not ignoring the crazy Uncle Neds of the world. We're calling them out not. increasingly. Yeah. But it, it's, it, it's sad, though, that you know, 16, 17-year-olds feel the need. Uh, to share this, this virus that they picked up from somewhere, this mental virus, that yeah. somehow, by nature of the skin color they were born with, it gives them rights that others don't have. I just It just baffles me
1: that's that and that's what I don't get and, and the, of course the, the, for those of us not familiar with the situation we touched on it briefly a prior Lake high school girls varsity basketball team that's what we're talking about was forfeiting the final game after a racist note was left in a teammate's bag so one of the p- girls on the team left this note for another teammate so it was racism against a teammate somebody that they were playing with uh, the the note said get off our team monkey it was a horrifying hurtful awful thing. Uh, t- to read to see, a-, a sophomore on the JV team said she found the note in her in her bag, and she posted it on social media. It sparked an investigation, and then Paul, the coach of the team, resigned. Mm-hmm. And I thought he- he's. He- which is so, I think, even more tragic because, of course, he's an African-American man. And, of course, I'm sure he was teaching acceptance and love and support. I'm, I'm sure he was teaching this on his team. So for this to happen to him, on his watch is probably even more of a slap in the face. And he tweeted out, this is Damondi Johnson, the, the, co- the now former coach of the Prior Lake girls basketball team. He says, I want to start my statement by apologizing for our sophomore, Akai Dang, for the racist actions and inexcusable behavior towards her. I don't condone bullying racism and I never will. As a coach, mentor and person in a leadership position, I take pride in teaching what's right. Um, he goes on and on. And then he says he's resigning as a Prior Lake coach he said god has given me a voice to inspire and a purpose to change lives i'll continue to do god's work and he hopes all those involved can heal and be educated and be held accountable but i get it he just he couldn't stand by and allow that to happen on his watch and i gosh my heart hurts for everybody involved except of course the racist girl but um do and then, I that guess is? that was his stand. You know, he, he stood up and said, no, I will yeah. not be party to this. I I, I have well, to say no.
2: Do we know who that girl is who wrote the racist uh, note? I don't
1: think the racist has been named. I don't think the racist girl has been so named. So if
2: she's not an adult, not 18, should she be accountable in other words, her, well, should her name be out in in the public domain oh, even when? Oh, I, yeah. I
1: don't know about that. But hopefully the school is holding her accountable. Hopefully she's been kicked off the basketball team maybe for next year. And I hope there are repercussions. In fact, we're going to have teacher Mark Westfall on in the 5 o'clock mm-hmm. hour. And we're going to talk about how to handle racist issues in school, but you know what that's a this is a good question, Paul and, and people can text or call in uh, how they feel this should be handled at six five one four six one nine two two six shoot us a text, give us a call um, you know what do you think the school should do what what does accountability look like to you It's just your opinion it's okay yeah. it's, it's not right or wrong. It's, it's your opinion. What does accountability look like to us as, as, as grownups as our listeners here? Um, what does that feel like sound like look like? Because I think, of course, she should be kicked off the basketball team. She should probably be suspended. She should probably be forced to apologize. Uh, maybe make a public statement to the pers- the, the aggrieved parties and the coach, um, and, and maybe a whole lot more. I didn't think about her punishment yet, but um, it, it's just—it's so sad.
2: Send us your uh, messages. Text us six five one four six one nine two two six. I we have questions about Ukraine and Putin. and nato and what happens next when we come back author and historian ken davis is going to have some answers that's next paul and jordana and dj it's friday glad you could join us today so we have questions about what's happening in ukraine uh the first major battle the first major war on the european continent since world war ii you have to go back what 75 80 years uh With us to provide that perspective and context and analysis, as he does brilliantly every time we have him on, author, prolific author and historian Ken Davis, uh, author of the Don't Know Much series, which you can find out more about, don'tknowmuch.com, and currently Strongman, uh, an amazing book. Ken Davis, welcome back.
3: Good afternoon. Thanks for having me in this very, very precipitous moment. Uh, I wish we could sing along with them that things are all right now, but uh, yeah. <laughs> clearly, clearly they're not. And just yeah. because because I, I want to be very accurate here, I don't want you to get in trouble with your listeners. Um, yes, there's been no major European war uh, in, in a sense, but we did have the Bosnian War 30 years ago which was a result of the breakup of Yugoslavia, which factors into what we're talking about here. The um the end of the Soviet Union and the Cold War had a lot of consequences. The Bosnian war was in nineteen ninety two, and then of course in uh in in the a little bit later uh in in the nineties we had the um, Serbian uh, uh war on Albanian civilians, both of which required uh, Uh, they were terrible wars, and both required uh, outside uh, involvement, including NATO's involvement, certainly in the um, uh, Bosnian War in 1995. NATO began a two-week-long bombing campaign. So um, that certainly counts as a war in Europe. Point taken. Thank you, Ken. And
2: please stop me here if I get any additional history wrong. I I want to mentioned something to you. And by the way, I'm on Team Ukraine. Not that there's any question of that. But I'm, I'm trying to understand why Putin and some of the top people in the Kremlin think the way they do. Are they paranoid? Do they have a legitimate reason to be paranoid or feel cheated? So follow along and tell me what I'm, what I'm saying wrong here, Ken. Back in 1990, I... President okay. George Bush and Secretary of State James Baker made a deal with Soviet President Mikhail Gorbachev. This was February of 1990. According to documents declassified in 2017, the Soviets would allow German reunification with the written ironclad guarantees that NATO would not expand one inch eastward, in the words of James Baker. Then in the late 90s, uh, President Bill Clinton uh, would allow... First of all, he didn't allow Russia to join NATO, but he started a process which would lead to 14 other former Warsaw Pact members joining what was an anti-Soviet military alliance. So, again, my question is, Putin just being paranoid, or did we take advantage of a weakened Russia when we had a chance, denying him that security buffer that he had with the Warsaw Pact nations, setting the stage... In essence for what we see today any of that makes sense
3: it all makes sense Paul but uh, and there's a lot to unpack there so let me back up a little bit here for folks who might be uh, a little bit confused first of all I, I recently saw that some college students were on jeopardy and didn't couldn't identify what NATO means so let's start with the basics here. The NATO is the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. It was created in 1949 as a military al- alliance, uh, initially between 12 countries. Uh, they were uh, mostly European countries, with the exception of Canada and the United States. This was in the immediate aftermath, of course, of World War II, when uh, not only was Germany defeated, but Germany was divided between East and West, an Eastern communist uh, Germany and a Western, pro-Western uh, democratic uh, Germany. And, of course, the rest of Eastern Europe was behind the famous Iron Curtain. Uh, this was a, a group of nations that were completely controlled and dominated by the Soviet Union, that which had been led for most of its history by Joseph Stalin, one of the most brutal dictators in world history. Um, of course, that then broke up in 1991, the, the Soviet Union broke up. As the Soviet Union broke up, all of those other countries, Eastern European countries that had been communist, like Poland, Hungary, Yugoslavia, which Completely shattered apart. Czechoslovakia, which was also divided into two countries, the now the Czech Republic and Slovakia, which are countries that border Ukraine. So this was a complete remapping of Europe in the aftermath of the breakup of the Soviet Union. And the Soviet Union had been the reason that NATO was created as a counterbalance to this incredibly large, powerful military power that was also now a nuclear power in, uh, by the end of the 1940s. So this was, of course, the Cold War, and it dominated American politics and life for most of uh, the, uh, the 50 years after World War II. I am of that generation that got marched down, downstairs to the basement yeah. of our elementary school for the duck and cover drills or to face the wall Of course, if the the Soviet Union had struck the United States with an atomic bomber, a nuclear weapon, um, standing in front of a school wall wouldn't have done much good. Um, But that was what we lived with for a long time. And then that all disappeared in 1991. Uh, All of a sudden, democracy seemed triumphant. Uh, Countries like Poland and Hungary, once communist dictatorships, started to become westernized European free market economies with democracy. NATO was willing and eager, actually, to take some of those countries in, first into the European Union, which is the economic uh, community that grew in the post-war World uh, world, and later into NATO. There were very stringent requirements to allow a country to come into NATO. Uh, the country had to be committed to democratic rule. The country had to be very uh, stringent about fighting corruption within its ranks. Uh, the country had to be able to defend not only itself, but to contribute to the mutual defense of NATO. And I should point out there, perhaps one of the, the most important piece of the NATO treato, treaty is something called Article 5. And Article 5 states that the member states must come to the aid of any member state subject to an armed attack. It's only been invoked one time in NATO's history, and that was after September 11th, when NATO agreed to join the United States in the attack on Afghanistan. Um, So that's just a little bit of a background there. Mm -hmm. Vladimir Putin... Uh, has seen for a very long time the breakup of the Soviet Union as the worst event in history. And he has tried to recreate it in some respects. He has stated and publicly said for a very long time that Ukraine is truly a part of Russia. Now, this is a very dangerous idea because once uh, uh, someone in one country decides that another country is really part of their country um, and decides to take it over, we're in very dangerous territory. Adolf Hitler did this in 1938 and 1939, and it led to World War II. He first took over Austria in what was called the Anschluss, or annexation. Then he was given by treaty a piece of Czechoslovakia called the Sudetenland. He then took the rest of Czechoslovakia, and it was only in September of 1939 that Hitler invades Poland that World War Two begins. So there's some very, very dangerous precedent here for a leader to claim that pieces of or all of another country are really part of their country, uh, their country. It would be, you know, like Mexico saying Texas is really Mexico and starting an invasion. I'm not being glib about that, but just to to try and give you some uh, some sense mm-hmm. of, of, of where we are with this. So um, I hey, don't Ken, think that we,
1: we, yes, we, we literally have like I'm, 30 seconds left. But oh, can sorry. you tell this us? Is, no, no that, I know it's a lot. Can you tell us why Ukraine is not a member of NATO?
3: Ukraine does not has not to this point met those criteria that us. Uh, some of which I singled out Mm -hmm. uh, for inclusion. Uh, The the question of corruption, the the uh, question of commitment to democratic principles, the ability to uh, uh, contribute and spend enough for its own defense and then to contribute to the NATO mutual defense have all been under question. This was raised, by the way, by George Bush in 2004, Um, So this has been a question at that time, Germany and France objected to Ukraine coming in because of some of those reasons I just cited.
1: Ken, thank you so much. We go to CBS for an
0: update now. Paul,
4: Call from mom. Answer it. Call
3: silenced.
0: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
2: On a Friday, thank you for joining us on CCO. This is the um, time of the show where I kind of dread. I went to a public school. I went to a state university. Nobody can accuse me of being a member of the elite. Maybe had I gone <laughs> to Yale or Harvard or you know one of the FUFU colleges, maybe I'd do better on these quizzes every day at 4.30. Well, you're very
1: knowledgeable. And and these last few days, boy, both of us, I think, have done so much reading and learning about Russia and Ukraine and NATO and world powers. And I uh, that was fascinating with Ken Davis. There's never enough time Mm -hmm. with him. But um, we're we're learning. We don't have to be experts, right? We're learning.
2: We are learning. Yes, we are learning machines. And so today's quiz, in honor of the brave men and women Mm -hmm. in Ukraine, uh, this is a quiz about Ukraine. How much do you know, right?
1: That's right. Exactly. Okay. So I did a little digging. Uh, you and David want to play against each other. And David's been to Ukraine. He's got a Ukraine story that we're going to hear hopefully later in the show. But yeah, we I wanted to honor the, the good people of Ukraine. So I figured I would find out some some knowledge. Paul, how about you, you start? Well, actually, David's story is about a Ukrainian bar. So, David, you ready? You're going to start. <laughs> okay. This. I'm in. Yep. All right, here we go. This, this question is about drinking. Okay. Uh, Ukrainians love drinking Horilka. I believe I'm saying that right. Horilka, okay. which is a local variant of, for, of, of vodka. Okay. okay. They, they make it locally. It's yep. vodka. Locals often flavor this national drink with A, beets, B, chili pepper, or C, mustard. Ooh. Now, So, David, did you drink Horilka with any of those three things?
4: No. My yeah. first guess was going to be um, honey because I know mm-hmm. that honey oh. vodka is popular there. But that's obviously something that else. Sounds so, uh,
1: that sounds really good.
4: but. Of those things, I think beets would be the most prevalent item there in
1: Ukraine. And that is an excellent guess, because in Russia, they, you drink, people often drink, and, and my ancestors mm-hmm. who are Russian, uh, we would make borscht. Yes. Borscht is yes. a soup made mm-hmm. of beets. Mm-hmm. You know, So um, I never liked it, by the way. Um, but sorry, David.
4: Oh, DJ. Oh, bummer. Well,
2: you it's ne- actually
1: chili pepper. It's, it's chili, chili pepper. pepper. Wow, that is surprising. Yes. It's got a little, also, a little heat.
4: You need to come try my wife's borscht, because I think it will change oh, it your good? mind about that do you, particular. Do you
1: niche. drink it cold?
4: No, no, it's a soup. It's oh, a hot okay. soup with right. well, beets and potatoes and other vegetables too. and it's very good.
1: All right, maybe it is. Okay. I did buy a beet salad for Shabbat uh, tonight. Ah, okay. I'm just feeling yeah, feeling a unity toward yep. uh the people I, I uh, even the Russian people who I believe are not in support of of this invasion, hey. but regardless.
2: Uh, I'm 27% Ashkenazi, uh, Eastern European, so I have a hunch that I have distant relatives who came from yeah. the Ukraine who may still no live doubt. in the Ukraine.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
2: yeah, I'm taking this personally. So okay. we all are. It's
1: a humanity thing. Okay, so, Paul, oh, this is a fun one. Commemorated on June 23rd, Ivana Kupala Day is one of Ukraine's most fun traditional celebrations. Boys and girls join hands in pairs and do what? Do they slide down the nation's longest mountain, Mount Hoverla? Do they jump over a fire in a purification ritual? Or do they jump into a natural spring and see how long they can hold their breath?
2: I hope it's A. (laughs) Because the risk of drowning and catching on fire would seem pretty great with b and c so i'm gonna go with a sliding down that mountain or hill whatever
1: it's a good guess but a, it's wrong uh, really they ooh, actually so listen sorry. to this they boys and girls join hands and they jump over a fire in a purification what? ritual yep. now listen locals believe that when a couple skip the fire without losing their grip of each other that their love is destined to last a oh.
2: lifetime but do people catch on fire doing that? You ever jumped I over like, a fire Paul? I mean, there'd come be on. one kid. I of course, not. I have. Who hasn't
4: done that?
1: But yeah, but I it's hope they don't game. catch on fire, you idiots. <laughs> you get a thousand <laughs> oh, uh,
2: people jumping over a fire; they're going to be one or two who make a statement and a
1: very big fire. catch
2: on fire, I'm ruining the fun. So, anyway,
1: see the things you're learning, right? Ukraine's Day, is Ivana is Kupala Day. It's nice. June 23rd. <laughs> we <laughs> should
2: start <Yeah>. that. <laughs> oh my god. Okay,
1: here we go. David, you're up next. All right. Uh, In Kiev, one store is reportedly the third most visited fast food restaurant in the world. Wow, okay. Kiev is home to the third most popular fast food restaurant in the world. Which fast food restaurant is it? Is it McDonald's, Popeye's, or Long John Silver's?
4: Well, I'm going to go with McDonald's only because I have been to a McDonald's in Kiev, and it was huge and fancy and... I it's fine dining. proud of yeah. the fact that I went to McDonald's and Key, yeah, but I did. Okay. So I'm going to McDonald's. Yes. Yeah. Look at that. Good hey, job.
1: boyfriend, we don't judge. You can go to McDonald's <laughs> anywhere you want. We don't judge. The
4: menu is <laughs> yes, different, too. There's all sorts of things you wouldn't recognize. Yeah.
1: It is, it is the third most visited fast food restaurant wow. in the world. Oh, it's right to next to a metro station. Yeah. And, yes, it's. Uh, isn't that fascinating? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Uh, Paul, are you ready? Yeah. Uh, the world's longest musical instrument – originates in ukraine is it the Shlono the Rushtkina, or the trimbita my ukrainian's not so good
2: <laughs> the, the Shlono sure careful the i'm pretty sure Rushtkina that's a, what you just said or is the obscene. trimbita you should not be saying that <laughs> 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 the, <laughs> the <laughs> of what yeah that's it yeah. longest what what yeah. <laughs> Uh I'll I'll Good try C. i will will try ci have I have no idea but I'll go with C. Oh, and Look let's stop right the, here. We're tied no, and no, we want no, time no. for Maxi. Yeah, let's stop the right Trumpita. here.
1: The You are absent. Trumpita. And by the way, I totally made That's up like the other two. They're, of course They're you not did. real words. <laughs> I
2: just it's made shit. them up. Yeah, the Schwann yeah. What no, okay,
1: first. One? We want to get to Maxi, but David, let me get you a couple oh, more questions. Yeah, Here okay. we go. No, uh, did no. you know the popular Easter egg tradition, the tradition of coloring eggs mm-hmm. originated in oh, Ukraine? really? Okay. Originally, what were the eggs decorated with? David, is it blood? Is <sighs> it flower petal extract? Or was it colored wax?
4: Uh, it was colored wax for sure. Wow, look at
2: you. It wasn't man.
1: blood? No, no. It was no, colored wax. No, you're no, absolutely no. <laughs> right. And just a shout out to the Ukrainian people. We can be done. And by the way, he beat you, yes. Yeah, um, sorry. Well, I he had more everybody... questions. He had no, more questions. Sorry. That's oh, not I fair. I only wrote five questions. Uh, Your Honor? I want to yeah. everybody to know that Ukraine is among the most educated nation in the world. Mm. It stands fourth in the world of the most educated people. Over 99% of Ukrainians, age 15 and up, can read and write. 70% of adult Ukrainians have a secondary or higher education. Hmm. And even the current heavyweight champion from Ukraine, both of them, the current heavyweight champions, have doctorate degrees. They are very educated.
2: I demand an audit. I'd like a recount. Oh, my God. Uh, I have How not visited Ukraine. A DJ was to the in people Ukraine. Of Ukraine. Yeah, yes. am Good luck, God bless, and uh, bless is right. Yeah, Amen. Kick some butt. Hey, uh, Paul, w- one more thing, quick before Maxie, okay? Oh boy. What? Maxie Sports brought to you by the John Schuster Group, Caldwell Banker Real Estate. Uh, the wild loss, they've dropped four of the last five. Uh, the Wolves won over the Grizzlies last night. If no deal is reached with the players' union by Monday, with Major League Baseball, the season. May have to be shortened. And I couldn't help but notice reaction to what's happening in Ukraine. Uh, Europe's football's governing body is moving this season's Champions League final away from Russia. And Formula One has canceled a September race in Sochi, uh, saying they're watching developments in Ukraine with sadness and shock. But Maxi, welcome. I want to detour. We have questions about racism in high school sports. And... Not to put you on the spot, but you can handle anything. I'm, we just want to get your thoughts. What's happening, you know, in Prior Lake, and Jor. How would you lay that out to Max? Yeah,
1: no, I mean, Maxie, we obviously know that the uh, Prior Lake High School girls, vas- you know, varsity basketball, the, the coach stepped down because he was, I guess, so upset about this incident. I do believe the girl responsible for the note was suspended. I even think the new Prague spectators were suspended from watching games after they were chanting racist slurs. Um is there a f- formula? Is there a way that schools handle racism in sports? Have, have, what
5: What do well, you know I mean, about? I mean, this? there's you know, I mean, everybody knows right from wrong, and so you're talking about uh, different categories here. One, one is a student; one's fans, uh, which are you know, you, you, you can punish fans, you can kick them out. Uh, uh, sure. Students, you have a little bit more uh, autonomy over because you can say you're suspended from school right. or from playing on the team. So every situation is a little bit different. And then you got to root it out and find out, uh, you, you know, how it started, who said what to who. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a very complicated, everybody knows what's right and wrong, but, but you got to make darn sure if you're a school that you got the story right, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's a difficult thing sometimes, you know, it's, well, yeah, I said that after, but it wasn't until after they said this. And, and, and then you mm-hmm. go down this road that you're not, you, you know, necessarily, um, uh, what you anticipate, and that becomes, um, I feel for the administrators because they're trying to get it right. I also think that you'll see more of this, um, and I think this is the good news. Um, I'm not saying people would not have said anything 10, 15 years ago or even three years ago, but people are going to speak up now. You, you know what I'm saying? You're not going to just yep. abuse someone and, and then and then go, oh, well, that's too bad. People are saying, no, 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 you want to do that to my team or my town? Mm-hmm. Great, I'm coming right back at you. We're not going to be bullied anymore. And so some of this, I think, is an offshoot of, if you treat me wrong, there may have been a time when you just let it go because you wanted to keep peace on the team or not acknowledge it because you're afraid you were going to get ostracized. Not anymore. And I think mm-hmm. that's yeah. become crystal clear here in the last couple of weeks.
1: And I think well, that's sick. a good thing. Yeah, Yeah, that's great, Maxie. Thank you for that insight. We can always count on you. Thanks, Maxie. You bet. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Out of time, buddy. You got it.
2: Take care, Mike.
1: The news is next. And also, how to handle Ukraine as a social studies teacher on CCO.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.